Hello and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where each week we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and how we can fit it into our role-playing campaigns. This week, look at that, look at that, look at that. <laughs> well, in the intro, though, Fiona over here. <laughs> I was there going, gorgeous. <laughs> Perfection. Perfection. <laughs> I'm just clapping like Shia LaBeouf, you know. And the one who is being clapped on the stage winning the Oscar for best introduction to a podcast is me, Hamilton. Hooray! I think I'm back because I think last week it might have been someone else. It was, yes. We yes. had, uh, yes, because I've not put the social media post up because I have been very busy. Uh, yes, we had Rob last week doing Plane Breaker. Which is what? I haven't listened to it yet. So oh, I also, what was spoilers, it? Spoilers, spoilers. So I uh, know it's uh, basically it's a, it's a, a multiverse uh, so- source book essentially this idea that a moon has careened through your reality and is careening through all different realities and you can get on it and it's slightly weird but it's just basically a way to get to different multiverse places and then it's got a whole ton of uh, extra plane stuff as well which we'll be covering at some point Ooh. Set in the realms of D&D or its own realm? Any realm you want it. It uses a cipher system, but also uses oh. a, a lot of inspiration from the wheel cosmology uh, mm-hmm. which we've talked about on uh, the I travel. always forgot what it's called. Travel. Yeah, so it's like the travel book club, that other mm. thing we do. So yeah, so it's it's all related because ah. obviously we've talked about it before that the multiverse is really zeitgeist just now. We've got all the yeah. marvels, all the... Everything everywhere, all at once. Everyone's like, we, you know what we don't like? Our own plane. You know, should, <laughs> yes. you know where we need to go fuck up? Other people's planes. <laughs> yeah, not just planets, <laughs> other planes of existence. Exactly, exactly. But you've all been well though. I know it's been a little while since we, we've actually sat down yeah. and we're always, we're always like, we should do this more often. And then we're both super busy super in a way. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I've been to France 36 hours. I've been up into Wales to see the Middle Earth, basically. I can see why, like, that is Middle Earth. Like, Wales is just like, and that's why they went to New Zealand, because New Zealand is like big Wales. And so, like, (laughs) they use it on their tourist boards. Welcome to New Zealand. It's big Wales, twins with Wales. Yeah, twins with Wales. It is. Uh, There's as many sheep in Wales as there is in New Zealand, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I got there obviously regularly, and I love going up there. I always have to listen to the Skyrim soundtrack. when I'm up there because it's just like (gasps) awe-inspiring and yes so I went and saw a waterfall I saw like 10 years ago but now is all Instagrammy supposedly oh really they're all a bit like everyone's a bit like bloody Instagrammers coming down here (laughs) (laughs) so I took some photos and put it on Instagram but right right you were like oh I don't approve of this click click yeah Yeah, click click I'm just saying I'm just saying I actually didn't put a photo of the waterfall on my Instagram I put photos of everything else so there you go oh well there you go yeah so that was nice Um, Mm. and I had to buy a new car as you know so I've got my new car (gasps) my new wheels and that's 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 it what about you how have you been busy Fiona, busy person. Busy, busy as always. Busy doing and not much. I've been teaching improv, which mm-hmm. has been good. I actually, using your wonderful, we had a chat off stream about, and you were like, you know what you should do? Improv workshops inspired by the 13 classes. So I've I've mentioned it and they were like, we'll get back to you. And I was like, right, well, it sounds like we're going to have to write this down uh, and expand on all the things. So yeah, as yeah. an improv, like, because it's true, like, as you were saying, every D&D class or, or cl- general sort of like... Uh, mm careers essentially so you barbarians could be like how do you deal with anger in, a, in an improv scene artificers could be related to object work and creating things and bards typically could be musical improv which i'm like i might get somebody else in to do that because that sounds too <laughs> yeah, scary <Chloe. laughs> i do know chloe yes yes so exactly so it's all so it all works out so yeah so that's that's on the my mind just now but so i've done that's some cool. of that which is i went last night to see the bird city which yeah. is uh, the immersive theatre thing. And I can tell you, Hamilton, it went right over my head. I had <laughs> no, no, idea, like <laughs> no idea what's going on. It was very cool, but I was a bit like, who are these people? What's going on? And then there's a wiki afterwards, which also made no sense. Were you like everyone else at 
the Parks and Rec uh, restaurant where they the drinking bar where they make the the drinks, and you're just like, I don't get this. But everyone's like, this is the cool kids. Like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I get it. I'm. I dig it. It felt very vibes over substance, as somebody was saying to me. And I was like, and it was also, it was really funny to come out afterwards because clearly, because I'd obviously went on my own because I'm a, a loner mm. to these things. And there was clearly people who'd been brought there by their partners who were really into Grecian myths and stuff. And there was, I followed someone to the uh, train station mm. and you could hear their partner say, so it was all based on this Greek myth who had this, 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 and the person was like, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And clearly I <laughs> no, I. <laughs> but that, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't matter because they were there for their partner, which was very, very sweet. Very but, sweet. Yeah, it was incredible sort of setting. I love stuff like um, secret cinema, all that sort of thing. But yeah. it was three hours of interpretive dance, and I'll be honest, a lot of the times I got lost, uh, and then I was like, <laughs> I don't know where I am. How many rooms are there? Oh, loads of. I there's oh, there's right. clearly, clearly places that I did not find. You're meant to be. <laughs> yeah, well, or, or meant to be. Yeah, I was like, help. Fiona's still stuck in the foyer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> Because most of it was like in a hotel. It was like a hotel Elysium, it was called. I was like, I know where this is from. But then the door, some of the doors were locked. And it's clear that some of the actors would take you in for a one-on-one and I take you in. But I never got took in anywhere because I was too busy like trying to trying to get into places. And they were like, oh, you're too keen. And I'm like, no, just <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool, you know? <laughs> I'm, um, down. I'm down. I'm hip. I know the lingo. <laughs> it was definitely an experience. I'm glad I went to. I'm do just it. imagining you with one of those oh, um, check rolly bags. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Speaking of experiences. <laughs> Speaking of experiences. Here we are. We finally made it. It's time for Big B's. So yes. today we're looking at our sort of giving our first impressions, our first sort of quick read through of Big B's mm. Presents Glory of the Giants, which has actually been out for some time, as we discovered uh, a couple of episodes ago. We were like, oh, oh. it's out digitally. <laughs> yeah, forgot about the digital early Oops. release. Whoops. And no doubt by the time we finish this this recording, we'll be like, oh, wait, the Shattered Obelisk is probably out now. <laughs> don't, don't, it probably is. <laughs> So this is a source book, all things giant related. Um, and we're going to probably compare it a little bit to uh, one of your favourite books, Fitzban's mm-hmm. Treasury of Dragons. So in, 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 uh, in case you are a new listener to this, I would highly recommend checking out one of the first episodes we ever did on DM's Book Club, uh, which was uh, giants. We talked about the different uh, giants and the sort of culture of it here, uh, as it was in, in Volo's Guide to Monsters and the uh, Monster Manual. And this is supposed to be like, I don't know, bringing giants back into the fray, sort of thing. Like, mm. I, for me, because I, I love giants, I've spent a whole campaign with a character related to giants. And of course, as typically, as soon as we finish the 20, level 20 campaign, this book comes out. And I'm like, this would have been much useful, very useful for That's me. Five years ago. Uh, five years ago. <laughs> um, I will say, I, I am a massive fan of the, of the, the stories of the giants, the history of the giants. I something I can easily bite into, but I appreciate, just like if people, you know, are more fans of dragons, say yourself, it might not be for everyone. So this is why I'm mm. sort of just having a, a review of it, see what we'd like about it, whether the, you know, the structure of the book, is it something we'd use uh, going forward? Is there any other books that we would use the same structure that we would actually like, for example? You know, like any other sort of like monsters or or typical villains we would use in D&D. That's what yeah. I'm sort of getting out of our discussion today. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I want to explain from it as well. Like where I've I've looked when looking at it, and I don't know if you agree with me. I think it's very similar, as you said, to Fizzbands. Mm. I think though, the story of the giants as an overall, mm. I think is so much more related to a real world existence, which is very obvious which one they're talking about. Whilst mm. dragons yeah. feel very unique to yes. Dungeons and Dragons, I know that's in the title. Like someone's really <laughs> thought about 
what each of the dragons are. They've had to make them up because there's not as much. Well, I'm sure there is a load of lore in reality about dragons, but I think they haven't taken one particular culture's re- response mm. to dragons and then put that in. It's kind of its own ideology and it's got its own series of like organizational structure and everything mm. like that. Whilst that's my main takeaway from the like lore bit of it mm-hmm. is that. This is definitely very much related to Norse mythology and sort of Northern European mythology Mm -hmm. rather than its own thing. Mm -hmm. But it's my first takeaway for people if people are going to come to it. I think like that's the big, big difference. Yeah, like you'll read through and go, I've definitely heard names like this or I definitely Mm. can visualize it maybe a bit more. But yeah, the dragons in general, because they are obviously in quite a lot of different cultures and and mythologies Mm. as well. So they've drawn different inspirations to... Uh, put yeah. it together and what i do quite like just to start off is mm. that in the lore of it it's obviously it says like here it is in the forgotten realms but we're also going to cover uh the other places yeah. as well so like crin comes into it a little bit giants what their impact in crin is it it's different yeah. same with greyhawk and same with eberron as well it also mentions magic the gathering as well yes it sounds <laughs> like it. there's a one i can't remember what the world the realm was but it was like oh here's a thing about a magic the gatherings one and i was like yeah okay, they're yeah. really trying to tie in everything so you're like oh you like this yeah you're gonna like this other thing which i i get but it again it it is like i guess because foremost the way it sort of describes the giants overall it it is i feel like and correct me if I'm wrong it feels like it is tied to the forgotten realms and toral and all that sort of thing yeah. and then it goes oh side note in yeah. crin in this it's the other thing which makes sense because i think a lot of people will be coming to uh giants in the forgotten realms that is what the most yeah things it's, the most, it's where every it's their main realm there's not. There's only one book in Eberron, isn't there? I think. Well, uh, it, in Eberron as well, isn't it? But that's just... yeah. That that's like a free adventure, which yeah. again is on the list for us to look at at some point. But yeah, yeah. like because uh, yeah, Eberron is a, a setting, and it's again slightly mm. different. And the same, I would say, for Darkson and any of the other sort of older settings we covered, that giants are featured a little bit differently in there. And I think actually, Darkson, you can play a giant, a half giant, mm. or something. That's what we talked about. Um. So yeah. So I think it starts yep. off by well, but by saying like, this is going to be for, Forgotten Realms focused, but we mm. are aware there are other places and. Giants things as well many worlds <laughs> yeah and it's this idea that there's always been animosity rivalry between dragons and giants which it culminated in this thousand year war so really go into it very much though mm. i felt as someone who was hoping to see oh why are the giants against the dragons it was kind of like there's this war it's happening it's happening yeah. we don't like each other why i'm inferring a lot of why because like giants think that they are the rulers of the world some some mm. of them do and stuff like that or maybe yes. it's a battle for like supremacy i i guess but i don't mm. quite understand why they're in this constant battle but yeah maybe i missed something i don't know i would say there was like one line where one of the dragons sort of goaded them into having this this oh, war right. with it but it was like a one-liner thing i definitely yeah. would have appreciated it saying like here's what is in the lore is this mm. like this happened but we want you to do it. here's another table of you can yeah. saying where it's from because let's uh, let's get it out of the way there are a lot of tables in this book oh in- my gosh <laughs> that was the same with fizz bands as well though fizz bands was a lot of tables to be honest. but this is this was like from sizes to pride yeah. to yeah. plot hooks to obviously enclaves which uh, treasures in bags treasures. of treasure treasure hoards what's gonna be in your bag yeah exactly <laughs> Should we talk through like the contents then, how it's yes. arranged? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Starts off with the saga, which is a nice introduction, mm. I thought. It's a lovely little bit of prose that sort of brings you into the how the story of Diane Castra, who is the youngest 
daughter who is half mortal of Annam, who's the progenitor, the all father of the giants. And it's a lovely story and introduces Bigby and how they relate into the story. Mm-hmm. Then you get your character creation mm-hmm. and then you get how to play giants alike and mm-hmm. giants in play in general, so, which gives you a bit of the structures mm-hmm. and socializing and organizations. Then you get some adventures, which are good. You get then some enclaves, yeah. then the treasures, and then the bestiary, and then a little bit of art and adventure hooks, which is fun. As we were saying, it's very similar to his bands, which starts with a lovely elegy for the first world. <laughs> Talks about the dragons, you get character creation, you get dragon magic, mm-hmm. then you get dragons in play, very similar, layers and hordes, and then they split it into this Dranconomicon, which gave you like dragons and then their layers for each of those dragons yes. and then a bestiary of things that are dragon related so like yes. you'd have all your key dragons and then you've got things like dragon blood ooze and elder brain dragon mm. and ghost dragons and stuff as a second bit which is kind of cool so it's a similar structure the only addition i think is the magic i think is there's still magic items in this but there was particular magic to this yes. rather than the sort of backgrounds only sort of magic we won't go over too much in the character creation stuff because we've covered it in actually mm. in other episodes because it actually yeah. isn't as much i would say as compared to the fist no. bands because fist bands obviously is like we're going to give you gem dragon ball we're going to give you yeah uh other features and stuff. so it's, it's quite hefty and like you get a couple more subclass options etc all good stuff and those uh draconic feats which then mm. in this one we've only got one subclass which is the uh barbarian subclass again if i'd known about this five years ago uh i would have <laughs> taking that up uh the two background related ones mm. this idea of the rune carver and the uh the foundling, foundling. which yeah. i love the family i don't know that, if that came yeah. up in one of the unearthed arcanas but it's such I a i don't cute... remember i remember the cart rune one yeah which is basically this idea that you've been found in some way and taken in by giants whether that's uh you were lost an orphan or something or if they kept you as a pet i think my favorite one is that you were playing hide and seek uh, as, as like a plot hook or a background is that you were playing hide and seek and you stumbled into a cloud giant's castle and they and they keep you now and you're like Oh no, <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's something that would happen to me. Going back to our classic, a handbag. A <laughs> oh, handbag. Yeah, you're in the bag. Found, yeah, you're <laughs> in the handbag. Just because they keep talking about bags. Which is a very cool concept when we get to yeah. it. I, I love this idea. I, again, something I hadn't really thought of. And then they have obviously the wide selection of feats. Uh, and it goes through that thing is that if you're playing uh, like a giant, here's some other feats mm. that you can give to other players so they don't feel left out, which is great. <laughs> Good feats. The Strike of the Giants one, which are all flavoured for the different yeah. six. Yeah, we've covered it before and i think they've tweaked it ever so slightly although i couldn't tell off the top of my head but they are very fun so good like literally all of those strike of the giants mm. perfect yeah like gives you more damage and every single one has a, is more individual like the cloud strike gives you only 1d4 thunder damage but then you get a wisdom saving throw and you become invisible yeah. to the start of your next turn which is so cool mm-hmm. or like the storm giant which only do 1d6 lightning but then they must succeed to be have a disadvantage on attack rolls, whilst mm-hmm. ones that don't have an additional, just like fire, gives you 1d10 fire damage. So yeah. it's a really punchy feat, and I, I like a good punchy feat because mm. I think we miss out on stuff. And then the fourth level ones are even more cooler. Do you know what I mean? They're like, brutal, I think, yeah. is the thing. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to, yeah, like the Ember of the Fire Giant, Fury yeah. of the Frost Giant. They've got yeah. great sounding names. And they're all different as well. Like, they, I think the uh, Ember of the Fire Giant, that's the that's the only attacking one. Everything else is either like a reaction or a bonus mm. action. Or the, the Hill Giant one is a passive one of where you could, it's all about hit points, uh, yeah. but it's the Iron Stomach and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I love that. That's so good, that one. And the Cloud Giant one, because I love having Misty Step, because I just would like to build Nightcrawler 
I would like take all the feet so that I can get Misty Step like 20 times a day because then that's all I want to do. Because with the Guile of the Cloud Giant, when a creature you can see hits you with an attack roll, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to that attack damage. And then you teleport to an like, occupied space that you can see within 30 feet of yourself. Oh, you can use this number of time equal to proficiency bonus. So like your proficiency bonus could go up to five can't it mm-hmm. yep and so if you think about five of those you can get that shadow fell touch which gives you two misty steps and then you could choose the dark elf uh from the elf of the shadow elves the shadow Shadakai, yeah give you misty Whoa. step one so that's three eight misty steps i've got in a day i'm like i just want to be i just want to be you're gonna be all over that battlefield you're like where's hamilton you're like ha 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 exactly <laughs> There's always a table for something. I know we make fun of it, but like, uh, you know, we've got for like the giant founding, you've got origin stories, like I've already said, but personality traits as well. One of them that stood out to me was like, every avalanche begins as a single pebble. And you're like, okay, this guy, this whoever you're playing is a bit odd. <laughs> They're going to do stuff like that. Rune Carver is like, what kind of style of rune? How do you do it? You know, how do you inscribe yeah. your stuff? Personality traits, all that sort of thing. And then there has a little like role play thing for anyone. So it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the barbarian. Mm. You don't have to do, it's like, you know, how can you tie your character narratively to the myth and might of giants? So it's like, okay, think about the elements and environments. What does that mean for your druid? You know, mm. is it something like that? Giant ancestors, maybe you, you know, you are physically bigger, mm. giant lord, you know, uh, are they rivals? You know, do you have giant made accessories? You know, uh, do you follow the gods of the giants? Are they a patron or do you like dinosaurs? Yeah, and you can I like that at the end. Or do you just like dinosaurs? <laughs> but what I liked about it, it was quite short and simple. And it just gave like one or two examples, but it was enough to be like, yeah, you don't have to specifically be like, oh, I'm a big person. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I was a loner and I got separated from my tribe. And now they go, it's like, you could be anything and it could fit into this. And I just thought that was really cool. No, and again, really it's something cool. that I would say if I was a GM, I was like, we are going to play Storm King's Thunder, and but you are all going to have a bigger tie to giants. So it's going to be mm. a different way. Of, we're going to re- retrofit it in some way. But what kind of classes are you thinking? Okay. And then tying in from there. I just thought there was just lots of really interesting ideas, which were very short paragraphs just to help the GM and players be like, oh, that could be a, just a different way of looking at it, which I, I just really enjoyed. And, and mm. going from sort of like big heroes, big stories thing to like, Okay, so this is something that is personal to you, but what about if it wasn't just you? It was the environment, so like mm. where you were born. You're you're born in giant ruins. There's uh, like some sort of chaotic nexus that you've just been yeah. living next to, or you've been living underground, all that sort of thing. And then give, again, tables upon tables about like what does your home place look like, etc. And and then there was the, the final table which I loved, which is called Tall Tales. You're like I saw a giant once, and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, no, I did. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Those character creation bit, I think, is one of the some of the best bit, and moving into the next step as well, the role playing mm. giants. I think they they have put the writers have put a lot of effort into yes. this, and have really thought, like as you were mentioning with the like, how can you relate to giants? They've they've really thought, okay, we're not just gonna do the Goliath Furbolg thing. We're gonna mm. we're gonna talk about everything because there's so much. There is a lot to them, even though I was sort of you know saying that it is kind of focused around this one sort of like main story mm-hmm. they do move outside those boxes and they do make them quite interesting outside of just the the ordering and all that stuff 
let's talk about the the giants in play then. So yeah, as mm. you said, there is a lot of role play elements. Like it says, think about size, and then it gives you an example yeah. of like if you're at the table, stand over your players. And I'm yeah. like, amazing. Uh, I maybe I, if I was online, I would angle my camera to be like lo- lower than me, and so I'd be like up like this, you know. So the camera angle, a horrible chin, obviously, but at least then uh, it could, you know, it'd just be quite fun from that end. Like this idea that they're out of touch as well. Like they don't, rem- they, for them, time passes. <laughs> slowly so they, yeah. they're referring to you of uh, members of a civilization that's long since dead yes, and you're like, I know, actually yeah. that's a bit that's a bit no no <laughs> not that I... anymore coming up to us and going so how you know roman empire members of the empire and you're like no no, no. no roman empire was quite a while ago <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it's like no everything's fine volume i thought was funny <laughs> don't yell at your players talks about the scriptures like if you laugh you, you feel the rumble you feel the, the bass for your legs table, yeah. i love that uh and like the pride of it as well because yeah that's that's the thing is that they as you said right at, right at the beginning they think of themselves or some of them think of themselves as deities and mm. gods and so they have this big pride aspect to mm. them if they're part of the ordering as well so i just thought that was really cool but one thing i do want to mention it's not i don't think it's in this chapter i think it's a little bit later on but it talks about how do you play giant children mm. so it talks about like they're not monstrous their innocence you know they might not know what they're doing you know it's like big toddlers right they don't Mm. they don't actually know what they're doing so how do you treat them in combat you know how do you deal with that and you should talk to your players in a session zero about whether or not that's something you want Mm. to consider in your game that struck me as incredibly sensitive uh like like really valuable because of course that's what they are they're just big children they you know vulnerable and defenseless even though they're causing destruction uh probably where they go but like yeah Uh, i did think that was really positive just reminding me because they do mention the children of giants in one of the i think it's in one of the adventures because they mentioned you talked about mentioning the other planes they talk about crin they talk about o earth which is greyhawk and yes the other one Eberron. Zendrick. yeah i know I, yeah it's yeah, big begins with x which yeah, we'll yeah, never know like until, yeah, until we get there we'll never we'll know. get there <laughs> and they were saying they even mentioned also like Dungeons and dragons has featured giants in many of its old adventures first time i've ever heard them mention an old adventure before which yes. i thought was actually kind of weird because it, that just yes. it was just like that and it goes as you will find in like one of the first ever adventures that which was a three-part series called the i can't remember where it was i'm, I'm looking for it now yes yeah, it's it, it, giant adventures and it was against the giants is what it came into and it is presented yeah. in uh tales from the yawning portal yes yeah i agree and then it talks about yeah it talks about some of the ones like clash of titans delve into the past which is an eberron one and yeah. then there's a table later on which is like giant size schemes and it says inspired by the plots of famous dramas and there's one that's like yeah. hamlet no you know? it's like- i was like i was like well there's gonna be one that's hamlet because that's obvious because it will do because <laughs> uh, it's nordic to a certain extent yes, like Danish. Absolutely. <laughs> i've never heard dungeon dragons admit to plagiarism <laughs> do you know what i mean like but it is plagiarism because it's how how many years old and it obviously it is all like as that classic meme says what you need for every D campaign dice stats take players dm plagiarism <laughs> because that's how you make a DD campaign but it, yeah it was against the giants and it mentioned it and i was just like it talked about originally published in 1978 you're like i've never heard you talk about anything pre-2000 yeah like, they've clearly gone like well let's look at what's back and then they say oh yeah. you can find it here so, yeah right it says like you don't even have to look at any of these tables you could look at these things as yeah. well and i was like what, what? yeah <laughs> exactly and it was just you know what it just felt so much more connected going back to editions is a difficult business because there's a lot of things that need a lot of work legacy content yeah legacy content which makes a lot of sense but i think there are some good storylines in the past and i think there is a past of like 
real creativity. Like we've looked at Planescape, mm. we've looked at Spelljammer. They're great systems. And I think it's funny, like in the Spelljammer one, they hardly go, you could go look at adventures in Spelljammer. I literally you know. was about to say, would you imagine if they go, so if you want to find out more, here are someone's, um, yeah. I guess because because they haven't been updated to fifth edition, maybe. But, but even then, like just mentioning it, saying, oh, there's plenty of them. such Just as these- mentioning the legacy is just weird of like, I don't know. It just feels a bit strange. I think you're completely right. Because that struck me as like, this is incredibly like self-aware. And yeah. It was really cool. And then that right at the end, it was like, also, you know, Giants Realms, one I instantly thought of was like, oh, Gulliver's Travels. I was like, oh, that comes up. Journey to the Centre of the Earth comes up. And then it said, also that English classic f- uh, fairy tale, Jack and the Beanstalk. And I was like, is that an English fairy tale? I thought everyone knew that story of Jack and the Beanstalk. No, it's because we're English. <laughs> I see it every year at Panto. So I was yeah, like, oh, exactly. shoot. I think, I mean, it's been taking the piss out of in a lot of, like yeah. popular it's a popular culture in the americans as well i think spent too long on it but obviously talks about the religions and the gods yeah. in general and like talking about Anam and then his 10 yes. children so the six mm-hmm. lineages of the giants you know each one sort of like from stormmouse again yeah. one criticism no pronunciation guide again and no. i'm like come on i'm begging you they did a couple of them when they went like this is pronounced this and it was like once or twice and you're like okay great great but what about the rest <laughs> put the rest of it but yeah Stor- stormus is at, like at the top and then at the yeah. bottom you have uh, there's quite a few twins so which one's thor is it stormmouse or is it thrym uh oh i don't know because uh, i'm looking at it it's, uh, thrym says war as their suggested demeric clone and then life and tempest is stormmouse so i would say thrym because that's cloud, because, right? But I guess he's no, but yeah, lightning is storm, isn't but it? But lightning is what's what I was confused about. Because it, well, I don't know. Because Diane Castra is trickery, so that yes. is got to be Loki. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. My Norse mythology is probably not as good as yours because you're a Neil Gaiman fan. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we more stand about. Neil Gaiman here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I I can see themes of it, um, but I yeah. don't. I yeah, I, I'm not. It's as just because he's called Allfather, which is just well, yeah. Like, well, we know who that is. Yeah, I know that one. Done. Yeah, we did. Got that one. But they also talk about interloper gods. Yeah. I love some of these. Yeah, so you have the ordinary, this idea of like each sort of uh, section of the giants are done in a certain way from the hill giants at the bottom of the bottom who don't care about the wrong. They they like, we just look up to people, that's fine. Mm. To the uh, storm giants at the top who are above it all. Everyone else is jostling for position. And even then, the highest sort of say... Uh, frost giant will never be better than the lowest fire giant, etc. So there's always sort of political intrigue as well, and what that means, and loads of tables on that. But then you have like, what do you do if you don't respect the ordering? Mm. And then there's plot hooks about that, and like why you might leave in terms of exile, or why you don't do it. And there's this idea of interloper gods, where certain giants might be turned in a sense by demon lords. There's a Vaprick, I believe he's called, mm. or Vaprak, Vaprak, who is said to be spilt from the All Father's blood to create yeah. trolls. And trolls are, I love trolls. We did a DMs book club on them. Uh, they are grim, and I love them. Uh, there's a god for that. Oh, elemental evil as well. So if you want yeah. to tie into the uh, Princess of the Apocalypse as well, you've got that there. AKA Dark Side of the Moon. Sorry, <laughs> it's just the pr- prism that they're all worshiping. <laughs> so you can tell with this book, you, it slots in quite well. If you were going to play with like one of the early images, obviously we've talked about Tyranny of Dragons before. Now we're going to cover that at some point in the future. But if you were doing elemental evil stuff any of the mm. elemental cults then you could easily replace some of the maybe bigger up bosses with giants who have been yeah. corrupted in some way and yeah same with the demon lords as well if you're going back to yeah. Avernus or anything like that add a few giants in have have some fun with that this is the bit though that put me off the giants i was gonna <gasps> say not what? the the interloper gods that bit got me back on board but it was the whole ordering thing i was just like oh this is just a 
huge social case structure that I'm not a fan of. And Unfortunately, I don't really want to really yes. play in this. Do you know what I mean? Because I was just like, I don't want to deal with that. That's too much. Like, I don't want to play in that. That's not my yeah. kind of fun. If I was going to bring giants in, I'm just not going to bother with the ordering. Do you know what? Because yeah. I, I might give them the, like, I like the skills that they might be interested in. I think it's kind of cool. But like this social structure, geez, that's though. No, I, I don't need that. But yeah, it's definitely uh, problematic. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we obviously, we have cases around the world where having a, a class system like that and a case system is yeah, horrible. Exactly. But again, Eberron doesn't have it, for example. No, and that's what I was like. Oh yeah, Eberron doesn't have it. Great, cool. I'll play in that. But you don't have to, as with everything, no. you don't have to bring this into your game. Again, I'm talking from my own experience here, but like I had the old father telling me I had to go up the ordering and I was like, I don't know if I really like this. What's going to happen when yeah. I'm at the top? Yeah. You know, and it was very interesting for me as a player because I obviously, yeah. I knew what it was all about, but I was like, yeah. I'm questioning it quite a bit, but yeah. it, obviously it's how they see it, et cetera. So again, yeah. you have to have that conversation. Because it went through the social structures, which talks a bit like yes. that. That's where it talks about the children and yes. the exile uh, peoples and the recluses and then steadings settlements and families yeah, usual usuals yeah but the organizations is where i was like oh now i'm interested again yes. this is more like it got these three different organizations mm. the hidden rune the stewards of the eternal throne and then yeah. the world root circle i feel like i should have a badge for every one of those after i got recruited by <laughs> <laughs> the world roots circle um yeah, yeah I, I love the I'll, I'll i'll quickly talk about my love for the mm. hidden rune stuff this idea Go, that yeah. they're talking about preserving giant lore and giant artifacts and stuff that you know it's almost like um you know tomb raider without the bad problematic yeah. things like it's like indiana jones it, it belongs in a museum but this idea that it's a scholarly order of giants with humanoid agents as well that go and try and accumulate the past uh, so that the future giant civilization can be built yeah. upon. It's not about like, we're taking this and we're coming better. It's yeah, just like, exactly. we need to preserve it for future generations because giants could be dying out. Yes. I just yeah, I just thought that was really interesting and really cool as a, as a concept. And I like the stewards. I mean, I don't like the term, care for the lesser people's <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Okay. But I like the idea. And I feel like that's what I would try. And if I was going to have the giants, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably the reason why he's a bit pissed off because you've created this whole complete horrible structure to sort of, and actually the whole point is you could be here to be just stewards of not just peoples, but of the world. So, you know, like yeah. you have this magical power, you are bigger and stronger and with your age and wisdom and might you can help people in earthquakes survive you know by going there and moving big boulders and being like i don't know just be interesting to sort of play on that theme i i quite liked and foster peace and stuff like that i, yeah. I think is i think it was just kind of interesting yeah and the world route well it's hippy dippy so i was so hippy sort of... dippy we're gonna protect the tree <laughs> no, kind of, yes yeah, so i'm kind of down Hello. with that so i was like yeah cool i like this I looked at both the digital and because I do have a physical copy of it. Mm. Did you notice in the digital they've got the artist's names next to each individual illustration? I did not until you mentioned it. This is the first time. Uh, so this is when I was got it from the, my D&D app or whatever. I was like, oh, that's really, oh my God, they've yeah. actually done it. But I will say, obviously, with the art, we have to mention in the room, obviously, there was this thing that came out about the AI art. I actually don't know if I could find those particular AI art pieces in the digital copy anymore. I think they've been removed. Yeah, uh, I think they have from the digital. I'll be honest, I don't know what they look like before they got removed. So I also mm. check in the physical copy to see if they're still there. And it's that is a shame. But I, mm. I think it's good that they just removed them. And and if they put out the same and say, well, we won't do it again. But they've removed them, at least. I think that's, that's at least... 
I don't know yeah. willingness to do that because they could have easily 100%. not done that. So no, and I think that's I think that was a good move. Yeah, because my I new agree. favorite place on Twitter is a person that just posts real art uh, that's done by people that looks like AI art. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh. in those styles that AI art really love, like mm-hmm. that sort of weird sort of like really detailed hyper real pictures but they're all like by this person in the 90s by this person in the 80s and it's actually it's a great little um it's something like brain rot but it's not but it's like that and it's like anti-ai sort of thing but it's just post beautiful pieces of artwork by real people i just hope the ai don't find this person i was gonna say that's always the way isn't it that's always the way a lot of this book is focused on the uh, sort of adventure hooks and, vent- and different encounters that you can c- combine. So yeah. you've got these eight different encounter tables for the different kinds of giants, including one for deaf giants, which mm. are terrifying, and one for so cool. formians as well. This idea mm. of, of giants that got sent to the Fey Wild and then were corrupted slightly and then come back slightly differently as well. So you've got those sort of eight different giants. The death giants are cool because they're all oh, like grim, hanging around the Shadowfell and being gothic <laughs> being gothic they're, you're like oh they're dangerous and yeah they've got some incredible art as well and then you can combine these ones with other encounters such as like dinosaur world giant constructs there's a yeah. uh, in the beastry i again appreciate you've not maybe not have had this one called i think it's just called the flesh colossus or something like that yeah no i did have a skin it's just the one that i sort of i was reading trying to read all of this and i got i i sort of wanted to read all the giant enclaves which i think are really great and they i are think really cool as we said with lots of things i think the more D&D can give things for GMs to just whoop I need that today or that's great background stuff I've done all the hard work with the story and how it works mm-hmm. but I need a map and you know it's hard to find the right map you're like oh I'm gonna do giants well here's 16 18 yeah 18 different uh, and they're all slightly themed as well but the, as you, as we sort of said they're not Compared yeah. to compared to the the dragon layers and stuff like, obviously mm. it's based around a dragon, so that yeah, the dragon has to be related in some way. Yeah. Here it could be like here is the place, um, but you could populate it with whatever you oh, want yeah. in it. To be honest, all of these could be druid circle places. Yeah, there's Forsaken Deep's called a meditation chamber. But I'm becoming more druid, I think, as I as oh, I might wow. play one next. I'm <gasps> kind of into it now. I'm up for it now. I'll say one thing that stri- strikes me from the one of the enclaves is there's one called the Thundering Observatory, which is just Love it. I go now. Like so a basic cool. tower that is suspended between two mountain peaks through lightning. I know. I was only hoping that that one was given some more map love, you know, because I, I know, know. I, it was very it's small, very simple Dyson logos. He's yes. good, you know, brilliant. Did all of them, yeah, yeah. And he'd done loads of maps for lots of the books, mm. the things. And but I felt like that one deserved a bit of art, yeah, an actual art just to show you what it show what it like yeah. it's cool also gale eyes tower which yeah. is the which is a combination of stone and solidified clouds floats in the eye of a perpetual storm and the storm's intensity fluctuates but it never dissipates mm-hmm. when it lacks a steady will to command it the storm wanders the world and i just love this sort of house moving castle oh, this sort yes. of thing that you're just like wandering along the plane or you're all sleeping and you or someone's on watch and you're like you just see this weird cloud coming towards you you're like okay and it's sort of like meandering and then you're like and it seems slow and then suddenly it zooms close to you like what and then you're in it <laughs> and then you're like it's like ah! it's twister and then you're in twister <laughs> yeah looking at quickly at treasures and stuff yeah they obviously we they've got giant bags which we love yes. and it's i did like, again what's quite cool about it is that a lot of this stuff is already in the the dm's guide about like how do you yeah. generate hordes and stuff like that and he goes oh if you want some sort of relics that are art objects here are two tables that will make it 
the same. And yeah. it talked about this idea of magic items going, some new magic items, do check them out, etc. But you could have two rules. Either everything fits and it resizes or nothing fits. Yeah, I liked the, again, I liked good how to make things. So I think with that, so you've got your tables, you've got your enclave. And this is one thing we would say in case uh, there is a free adventure, hopefully it's still available, called Giants of the Starforge, which is basically, it's not included in the book because it is made up completely from the tables from the book. And it says at the beginning, like, here's how we created this adventure. We use this table for the plot hook. We got a villain from this. We use this kind of giant. We did this. And it populates it throughout using the Starforge mm. enclave. And uh, having a quick, like I say, the briefest look through, it's very simple. you got, yeah. you know, uh, it's basically the giant has taken a well-renowned blacksmith to the Starforge and they're trying to create something and it's a bad thing and so you've got to go stop that and there's a few other hooks around if you want to put them in and it's just you just think it's so nice to see an example yeah. of it like played through for through and it's someone explaining they're working out which I know is so silly but it's actually quite nice to see that and I was like oh that's really cool and then I, I can imagine you get this and go I want to create my own thing and then using that as a jumping off point so yeah kudos to the designers yeah definitely <laughs> Going on to the bestiary, though, there's a couple yes. that really stand out for me. Mm-hmm. First one, picture the scene, right? You're wandering in a forest. Maybe there's acres of forest, maybe hundreds of acres of forest, mm-hmm. right? Suddenly this huge yellow bear giant walks down past you and drops a bag filled with some substance, right? Uh, or a pot of some description. And out pours from it this amazing golden amber colored liquid. And you're like, the oh, honey from the gods. And in fact, no, it's bag jelly. Yep, grim. But it's true. This idea that this, again, people, because people are obsessed with bags. We had like the bag yeah. man from yeah. Ravenloft. We obviously, people love mimics in bags. People love bag of holding, bag of many things, yeah, bag yeah, of many objects, whatever objects, it's things, useful yeah. objects or something like that. Yeah, right? items, animals come out. Yeah. So why not have, a, yeah, oh, great, a big bag? And I like that there's a little story behind it. Like, oh, sometimes, yeah. you know, they're like, they're a pest, but also you can keep them in there so that people don't go in there. I love it. Bag jelly. I just saw it and I was like, what <laughs> I got to read that? what that is. Yeah, um, I loved uh, for me like obviously they've got all the different kinds of, of giants and like what mm. if they're corrupted by the different elements and you got these sort of scions as well and the ones that are, are corrupted by the devotion. But for me, the other sort of variations of uh, a giant adjacent, you know, so like mm. the Formians, the Etten character, yeah. this, which has been yeah. transformed by the Mind Flayer. Love it, love it. Uh, yeah, because I think more Ceramorphs, because I've had a Goblin Ceramorph in one of my games, so I'm just like, I need art of that, I love that, as well as the, because they have the Gnome Ceramorph already, yes, which is yeah, in yeah. the in the thing, but Etin Ceramorph is like... Oh, it's grim, this idea, because Etins have two heads, and it's like one head comes down onto the chest, and the other one stays up, and yeah. one controls the body, one controls the head, and you're like, no! <laughs> yeah, never you. Big fan of the fire gaunts because yes. those are like chaos warriors, berserkers. I like them just mm-hmm. on fire and just crimson rays. It meets beams of fire from its eyes, mouth, and wounds. It's like anything <laughs> elemental, Hulk wise. There's just so many so again cool. interesting things in it. And I think for me, the one standout thing is again I, I'll go back to trolls, but they have ones like a troll amalgam and the troll yeah. mutate and the amalgam is just like 
what if we had a troll, but it had many body parts and many heads? Yes, it's like a Hecaton Kiri, or whatever it's called. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. And you're like, that's going towards me. That's grim. And then you have the mutate one, which is just one troll, but it's got a long head. It moves all its arms. Really, it look, like it's got weird dragony bits to it as well, which are like it's someone's been reading some old old stuff do you know what yeah. i mean it's got those old hammer like like chaos mutations they have in warhammer as well as Definitely. like the old D sort of like chaos stuff you're just like yeah this is kind of kind of body horror the one thing i do want to re- recommend before anything else is that um there's the fences as yes, well yes yes which is again it talks about uh is it yes so this idea that the giants decided to have a big battle and then they realize that we'll keep dying. And so they bring trolls along and trolls have this uh, regenerative uh, powers so that they'll always come back. But of course, with the powers of this plane of Yisgard, they uh, change and mutate essentially into these fanciers sort of creatures. And there's a grim, I must say, the, the image of the, there's like these yeah. little, little ones. And then it's like the hag one with a long tongue and a, a very big jaw. And you're like... Oh no, thank you. I I'm not going to this witch's hut. Uh, it seems too grim. <laughs> what I've got to say about that photo is the people in the shot are just like, yeah, all right, what's up? Do you know what I mean? They're just sort of looking at the this this creature like. So it's like they're just having a chat. I kind of yeah. like it. They're not actually scared of this person. They're just like, she's probably just saying, oh, I'd like uh, two bags of uh, of your fruit that you're carrying and that lamb. And the other two are like, yep, yeah, I'll get that for it's you. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, if you were somebody, if you were an adventurer stumbling on the scene, you'd be like. I think I'll just wait a moment uh, for <laughs> rushing in. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flesh Colossus. Cool. Grim. This idea of a, Fra- a Frankenstein S type. There's the more thing. More of Yenogu as well, which is oh, this no. heel giant that's got this huge like mane that goes down the back of its oh. head. It goes on all fours. It has this huge, huge mouth more. and just like, you're like, that's cool. It's like, <laughs> this like is it. grim. So yeah, so you can see it at, at any point, if you're reading one of these other published adventures, you can go, I know what could go in here. The more of Iganu, you know, the, the demon mm. lord. Yeah, I've, all these sort of things. I've just, yeah, because obviously we've got uh, Out of the Abyss, mm. we've got Avernus, we've got plenty of places where we can go. Let's put some of the creatures in. And then, of course, it goes, what about other giant things like giant animals? And then, so, so I think it feels like they've had a lot of fun putting this together. And it feels like you get a lot for your thing. But if you're not into giants, or if you're like, mm, I'm not so fussed, it probably isn't one for you, I'd say. But I would love to see this yeah. kind of thing given like i kind of wish there was a bit more for fizzbands in a way because it feels like fizzbands yeah. like I, I i didn't have as many tables or maybe no. my memory is misremembering i think yeah I, i'm so i think there was a lot of tables but there's a lot on like how to build your dragon remember there was that like yeah. how to make a dra- role-playing dragon you had that whole table for that but it, yeah it didn't focus as much on the lore side of them in terms of like dragon factions and there are yeah. dragon gods but it's that set i'm just gonna check the section yeah that's what i was thinking as well i mean again i, I think both these books are i think both fizzbands we, we really enjoyed huge they're not yeah. they're, they're roughly about just over 200 pages each and i think like don't get me wrong i really love fizz bands i i did mm. quite enjoy this as well but i feel now like when we're looking at source books mm. i'll be interested like where else could we go where would there be another book like this for another kind of big monsters like would we have ones on devils and demons for example i don't know if we would they used to have didn't they the sort of the the fiendish folio would have been the old one wasn't mm. it uh, but i think as we said like the planescape ones it's like there's a bit of that going on you could sort of take plane by plane or sort of a group of planes you know you could take all the um sorry it's not the demons the 
uh, Arcana loss. What are they? The Yugoloths. Oh, yeah, Yugoloths. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you could have a whole one, I think, on like Yugoloths and the demons and the devils as like a as a pairing. Maybe as a triple set of three little books. Right. I just think they they'd really incite the satanic panic again. You'd have to have someone play on angelic beings as well. Yeah, you? but I think like yeah, so maybe angels and demons pack would be kind of a really cool mm. sort of like yeah. double feature because there's so much lore on them and i think you could really delve into like demonic cults because you know as a bestiary as i mean people would like i think in some ways to play them but also just for antagonists they're a great baseline everyone understands mm. the sort of like someone's trying to raise a demon why are they doing that when we did the abyss you know mm. um how to build your own layer of the abyss how to yes. to kind of create like the what's it the uh, um what domains of, dread. Yeah. domains of dread yeah and domains of delight as well yeah exactly having similar sort of like yeah. make your own abyss layer make your own abyssal demon you know all those sorts of things kind i of think because the other thing that so the reason sort of for, for this book in a, in a way because mm. obviously they've retired i've mentioned at the beginning sort of Vola's Guide to Monsters and Mona Kynan's Tomophobes, which had quite a lot of history uh, yeah. about certain uh, classes and certain uh, uh, yeah. lineages as well, which you can't get any more on D&D Beyond. If, if you, you still have access to it if you've, if you've bought it or anything like that. I wonder if there'll be another updated one to remove some of the problematic elements from, say, the, the orcs and the goblins and stuff, because it was very, very negative, certainly about the kobolds and stuff like that. But like, the stuff about like the beholders, for example, when we talked about beholders and the giants and stuff, it was just sort of really really interesting thing but that's no longer yeah. access to it so maybe there'll be a beholder book again could it be a, a short here is 40 pages about but like Spelljammer. they could have done that with Spelljammer. you know they could go like monsters they could do beholders uh mind flayers and i can't think of anything off the top of my head right now but like space uh... like i'm trying to go to the space being but you could take aberrations couldn't you the other one i'm thinking of that to promote um, our friends a little bit because it's done they've done their kickstarter now and they got they they did very well which was um stewart's and mike and ross's goblins trolls and naughty knolls uh with a g good naughty good knolls uh, <laughs> they've got a book on that coming out which is compatible with 5e but it's a it's rules light thing but yeah. i think people are making it but that's another people love goblins Goblins are big right now. And so they're, you know, goblin mode and all that stuff. So I think, come on, do yeah. something on, you know, hobgoblins and goblins and, and mm. orcs. and Yeah, they're sort of referred to as, I think, let me just check what it is here. I think it's Goblinoid. Goblinoid, but, that's the one I was looking for. Yeah, Goblinoid. In Volos, they're Goblinoid, the conquering host, which shows them, it says, first of all, it says like, truly conquering God stiffens the spine of cowardly goblins, you know, all that sort of thing. So it's a very much like a, a very grim aspect of it so i i but i agree i think people really love that so it's all good yeah i think it needs to be some of the stuff needs to be updated but i think people love goblins and i think i, do. I, I don't know i think that would be kind of and as well, i said i like orcs as well you, you, you know yanti as well interesting mm. like all those things on that list yanti would um, be a good one yeah absolutely yeah but hamilton thank you so much for for thank uh, you I was going to say belittling me. That's not what I meant. Uh, for indulging me uh, and reading. <laughs> I hope uh, I haven't. No, no, no. I, I meant indulging. But for some reason, I, I I think I was thinking of giants like being yeah. very big and I'm being yeah. very small. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I find you. What are you up to? Uh, anything uh, that we've got coming out that you're like, oh, exciting. So. Yeah. Um. At the moment, I've had a bit of a break because there's been a lot going on. It's August holiday time, but there's stuff coming out on my YouTube channel with the Hazard Strikes, which does all the Warhammer stuff, and you can see us making some funky models for Necromunda on that, but I haven't had a chance to do much with it the last couple of weeks, but 
hopefully this week there'll be some stuff to come out i've got some fun models that you can see me making on my instagram which is also at hazardstripe so you can find me there not a lot else is happening i've not been as busy as you have because you have been here there and everywhere very good i love that amazing it's only taking you taking you what two years <laughs> no fantastic thank you so much uh yeah my name is fiona i run what am i rolling which is a twice monthly rpg one-shot podcast uh, as always it's going very well as time of recording hopefully she says touchwood uh flabbergasted will be out a comedic tabletop role-playing set in the roaring 20s which was done by our wonderful friends at realms pod they uh very kindly came on and ran it for us and it was super super fun would highly recommend we've got some other rpgs coming out i've got some interviews as well uh but i'm also like i'm still doing alien it's still ongoing mm. until mid-september tonight uh, as well isn't tonight it? tonight at recording yeah um one of the characters last session uh broke their leg at a really bad point uh and and then unfortunately they're not able to make it tonight so they've given me instructions about what they want to happen i was like i will bear this in mind but i cannot guarantee your safety <laughs> which is it was quite funny because obviously uh they roll everyone's having a good time because mm. they've got to the bit where they're, they're in the chopper they're doing an assault it's great and then one of them fell and I, and they rolled badly and i was like well you broke your leg and everyone went oh i was like yeah it's no not fun and games anymore until someone breaks a leg and alien. Your Solemn Veil went out recently as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's uh, it's out. Uh, it'll be out on the VODs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll hopefully have it as audio for oh, Wear yes, as well. Oh, yes, it'll be on Wear as well, isn't it? Yes. yes. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so if you're like, I don't watch VODs because they're super boring. It's like, yes, well, you can come listen to our, our dulcet tones. Um, Yeah, it was it was super fun. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I say I'm doing lots. I actually don't remember what I'm doing, but uh, I'll check out my diary and I go, oh, shit, I need to be doing this. Um, but Alien is the main thing at the moment. Uh, Yeah, I think that's everything. So. What? What are we doing next? Do we know what we're doing next? Can we uh, say what we're doing next? Ooh, uh, let me look at the list very quickly. Next time we'll do the choose your own adventure. So I'm so excited for that. Have you got one in mind? I, I do have one in mind. Um oh, okay. Yeah. It you'll love it. Is it, I'll, is I'll, it a fighting I'll, fantasy one or is it an, uh is no, it? it's not it's not a fighting fantasy one. It is a catacombs uh novel. It's it's the same one that did uh that I did oh god, I can't remember what it's called now, but I did it last October, okay. which it, you read it through and then you 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 have a character sheet and all that sort of thing but i've got one which is like i think it's like dragon versus gnome uh or something i've got like that. to just do a shout out recommend to the person jordan jordan sorcery who does the who's part of our um taylor four gangers he has done i think one of the most ultimate things on youtube a choose your own adventure youtube playlist right he talked he did a history of finding fighting fantasy oh. but in order to explain finding fantasy history you watch an intro video and then you click on youtube links in the video wow to which video and it takes you on all these videos and you can watch it as a as a linear he's made a linear one but he literally made hidden videos it's all in this hidden playlist if you click on it you can die and it'll say you've gone too far you have to send me that link that is, that is the link. a it lot is, of work wow yeah that incredible a major clap it was so impressive so i really recommend that that's so cool so yeah so i think i've got one called it's a dragon lance solo quest it's called gnomes 100 dragon zero. Oh, you did tell me this yes I, i'm looking forward to this yes <laughs> i'll send you a copy and then we can yeah. we can have a practice of going through yeah because there's, there's always a really long introduction and stuff and then we can have a okay. go playing it so yeah. exciting Exciting. All right. all right. With all that out of the way, there's nothing left to say, but, but see you see on the you flip, on the flip side. side. <laughs>